feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are talking about New York City bracing. They are bracing big time as we are headed to New Year's Eve in Times Square. And that's because they have no idea what to expect. There are so many issues and so many problems, and there are so many protests all over the place. And now New York City is saying, uh, you know what? It is going to be a really rough and tumble New Year's Eve in Times Square. There's already thousands upon thousands of people that come to Times Square. And then you're going to couple it with these crazy protesters that are getting out of hand. What should be done? Should these protesters even be allowed anywhere near the ball drop? I contend no. They have done enough damage. And case in point, what happened last night that I found absolutely reprehensible. They went to the World Trade Center and the Oculus there, and they blocked the entrance to the Oculus. Many people were deeply and offended and deeply disturbed, as I certainly was when I heard this. Anybody, of course, who knows about the history, and everybody does about the World Trade Center, the fact that they would actually go there and actually create mayhem And I think disparage it by showing there and talking about these pro-Hamas phrases and shouting Allah Akbar at the site of the World Trade Center. That is reprehensible. On social media, uh, one person posted, the World Trade Center is holy ground for New York City. They are playing with fire. Another person wrote, I cannot express how horrible this is on 9-11 I was on the 50th floor of one New York plaza standing at the floor-to-ceiling windows and watched the second plane crash and explode into the World Trade Center. That horrible act of terrorism is akin to the 10-7 attack upon Israel. People are deeply offended and disgusted that these protesters have no regard for others. They block the entranceways to JFK. They block the entranceways to LAX. And now they are shouting Allah Akbar, which is a phrase that also the 9-11 hijackers used uh, right before the attacks. And this is a common phrase. And you're going to do that and disparage people at the World Trade Center? What does that have to do with what is happening now and everything that they are trying to accomplish, if there is anything other than mayhem and punching police officers and destroying property. And in fact, on the other side, listen to this. Somebody who clearly was supportive of these protesters put on social media, and this is a stunning comment to me, Allah Akbar, New York City, Muslims seize control of the World Trade Center again. Seize control of the World Trade Center again? Like, that's something to brag about? And we are still allowing these protesters to be there to continue their disparaging comments and to continue their protests into what I agree is sacred ground. It's holy ground, World Trade Center. They still haven't found all the traces of those victims that perished on that horrible, horrible day. 
and yet they're going to go there and start shouting Allah Akbar and start shouting disgusting things against Israel and also saying that anybody who's supporting Israel is tied to genocide. This is stunning, and especially in this day and age that we are dealing with this at this moment in New York City. It's just shocking, and it's gone on now. Remember, the attacks were on October 7th. We saw the protesters, I think, the next day, and they have continued at an unrelenting pace ever since. First off, here last night are some of the sounds from that protest, and again, here they are shouting that right at the World Trade Center. Take a listen. Shouting Allah Akbar right at the World Trade Center and blocking people from coming in. That is reprehensible. And Mayor Eric Adams also talked today finally about trying to get a little tougher on these protesters. I contend he should have done it from day one. He has been so soft on them from day one. He's been steadfast about Israel, but he hasn't really been cracking down on these protesters, nor is almost anybody else. They seem to have free reign across this country, across the globe, so it seems. Except, by the way, in Germany, there were a couple that started protesting, and there's video of these protesters by German police. They literally picked them up and threw them down the hill, and they arrested them, and they were like, get out of here. You know, uh, I guess that's the European way of saying not in my backyard, but here. And think about that in Germany, you know, knowing the history in World War II. But they did that. And yet here in New York, they seem to get a free pass. Here is Mayor Eric Adams talking a little bit ago about trying to get a little tough, at least with the verbiage. You can't embolden those people who are watching what's playing out in New York City. People come from all over the country. A lot of our agitators are outside people who come from all over the country and embed themselves into peaceful protests to rile up the crowd. Yeah, and I agree with them that they're sort of part of this protester crowd that goes on and on and on. They go from like one protest. It's like protests of the month club. So if that's the case, then you really should have a good idea of who they are. Uh, certainly, you have visual scanning. Most of them show their face. Some don't. Some cover it a little, obviously, as we have seen with scarfs and other things. But not all of them do. Some of them are right there on camera talking about how great Hamas is. And you're letting them protest in the streets of New York and cause mayhem? That's disrupting the police. They're disrupting, you know, peaceful streets. There are many things you could do. Hitting a cop, that's assault. There's a lot of things you can do. And you can also look to see who is funding these people, who is supporting these people, and why are we bowing and having in many ways so many of the streets in paralysis in New York and elsewhere as a result of these protesters. They seem to have more rights than the average New Yorker, and that is a travesty. And listen, I hear the arguments. It's free speech. There are certain things that are acceptable, not acceptable, But when you start threatening and saying, you know, uh, genocide, river to the sea, uh, also, uh, you know, burn it down, burning the flag even, burning the American flag, what are we doing? And some of these people have been illegal immigrants. We also know some of them are here probably on overstayed visas or just on visas, again, at the pleasure of this country. What are we doing to say, hey, wait a minute, you know what? 
if you don't really respect this country and our form of law and order and supporting our allies and you're burning the American flag and you're trashing our allies or you're trashing the president, whatever it is, you're throwing, you know, this fake blood outside of a congressman's office, doing things like that, destroying property. Guess what? You should be deported immediately. And anybody who's an illegal migrant involved, they should be not even in the country, let alone they should be deported immediately if this is the way they handle coming to America. Here is former State Department Deputy Ellie Kohanan. She was in charge of Jewish affairs there at the State Department under President Trump. And listen to what she says about these blue city mayors. It's time for these Democrat-run cities and Democrat mayors to hold these violent mobs uh, accountable. We need to see arrests. We need to see the books thrown at these people. And also, Brian, a lot of these acts are, um, are hate crimes. We're seeing a huge reluctance by Democrat mayors and Democrat DAs to charge hate crimes for what they are. And as a Jewish American, a former anti-Semitism envoy, I can tell you that American Jews are not feeling safe. I think the vast majority of our country is not feeling safe right now. What we're seeing is that Democrat mayors are handcuffing law enforcement and the police instead of handcuffing the criminals. And she has a pretty strong statement uh, for those who are protesting around our streets, including in front of the World Trade Center. They have attacked our very institutions, which are the core values of being an American. They've defaced the White House. They've defaced the Lincoln Memorial. They've scuffled with the police on Christmas Day at places like the St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York and chanted things like Christmas is canceled. And so, Brian, what we're witnessing is an attack by these violent pro-terrorist, pro-Hamas mobs against America and our core institutions and everything that America stands for destroying the fabric of this country what do we need to do and are you as disgusted as i am that they actually had the audacity to go in front of the world trade center and again some of their supporters are cheering with that reprehensible comment saying muslims taking over world trade center again that is disgusting 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 let's go to morty Line two. More to your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Can you hear me all right? Yep. You sound great. Well, you know what? Uh, it's exactly like they said. They're, uh, they're, it's kind of like they're spitting in the face of all Americans, all New Yorkers. I don't buy Eric Adams' words that they're outsiders. I think that a lot of them are from New York. Um, and they're spitting in the face of Americans. That's what they're doing. They are spitting in our faces because they know exactly what they did. They know exactly what those people did on 9-11 and how they reacted to it. And, I mean, look, if this doesn't, if this doesn't, uh, I would say, trigger the majority of the, uh, I guess, the silent majority or the people that are just watching, letting this build up, I don't know what will. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I agree, because it's so reprehensible. You know, it's interesting, Morty, I thought the same thing you did when I heard Eric Adams saying they're mostly from out of town. I'm thinking, how does he know that? Um, and, you know, uh, so far they haven't really arrested almost anybody. So how does he know that they're from out of town? And if he does know they're from out of town, get them the heck out of this town. You know, I mean, it's a pretty clear cut thing. And I agree with you that this is so disgusting and so shameful. The sad thing is, uh, I don't believe last night anybody got arrested. So if they didn't get arrested, 
and they feel like they got emboldened, maybe. Who knows? And they're talking all about going, you know, towards Times Square on New Year's Eve. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know where the end is in sight unless we have leadership that really starts to crack down and say this is not acceptable. And I think I contend, Morty, even before this moment, I really think, obviously, what happened at World Trade Center is just it's just sheer uh, evil and disgusting, really reprehensible is, is the only way I can describe it. But I think even some of these other protests happen? before this were shameful. What do you think would happen if Rudy Giuliani were mayor? I think that would have lasted about five seconds. And you know what? And you know what? But you know what, Morty? The great thing is, um, to your point, Rudy would not have allowed it. In fact, I was talking with Rudy uh, today. uh, And I was like, well, and Rudy would have absolutely, you know, uh, disorderly conduct. Uh, Do they have a permit? Do they all these things where you can get them on? Uh, even if you still want to say, quote, I'm protecting free speech or whatever. But there's so many things that you can still do to prevent them from protesting. And if they show up uh, in defiance of you, then you can still arrest them. There's many things you can do, even low-level things that you can get an arrest warrant. You can lock them up. You can at least have some sort of a record on them. And, hey, the second time, guess what happens to you? Uh, they're not putting any fear of God into any of these people. Rudy would have said, forget it. And you know what would have happened, Morty? He would have done it on day one, and then there probably wouldn't be a lot of protests after that. And that's why I think it's like bad behavior. You can't let this go on and on and on, because what's next? They were in front of the World Trade Center. Apparently, they wanted to be in front of the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., and then got uh, rerouted. But, I mean, give me a break. Absolutely reprehensible, like you said, Rita. It's absolutely the Holocaust Museum. Give me a break. It's it's really shameful, but but you're right. I think people are are really disgusted, Morty, and I think it's starting to backfire on these protesters big time, and it should. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We'll continue your calls here on the Rita Cosby Show right after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. Well, I've been taking it for some time. We saw the ad, and we thought we would give it a try. And I noticed after the first month, we just felt better. I told my doctor, too, and she says, this sounds like a really good product for you to be taking. We plan to take it for life. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take. And I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approved it. This is very good. So she said, yes, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking out into nature. Step into the new year with a new you. Go to balanceofnature.com and sign up as a new preferred customer to get 35% off your first order, plus a free fiber and spice supplement. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this exclusive holiday offer by using discount code Apple. Cybersecurity is back in the headlines. Numerous companies in Las Vegas casinos hijacked by a massive ransomware attack, and they've taken a huge financial hit. Your company could be next. If you're an executive who could feel the heat from a similar attack, tell your company's head of cybersecurity to visit Aracent.com. That's Aracent.com to schedule a call. Aracent provides proactive cybersecurity management and a zero-trust process that works. Visit Aracent.com. That's E-R-A. C-E-N-T dot com. 
If you missed Greg Kelly, here's what you missed. Time to time, I do have to remind everybody, and quite frankly, myself, of this. There are a lot of people I do not like. I do not like. And Kathy Hochul is one of them. Terrible governor. However, and this is true, this is true of the beautiful people and, and my enemies. I love you. I love Kathy Hochul. I do. I love that guy and that guy and that girl, right? I love them. God's creation. You know? God's creation. Everybody was created by And God, you know, I personally know that he's forgiven me for all the crummy stuff I've done. And I've done a lot of crummy stuff. And unfortunately, some of that stuff, you know, it pops up. And I don't lead a perfect life. I try, but I screw up all the time. And he's always there. And I can talk to him. If we want God to forgive us, we got to forgive the people around us. And maybe they'll forgive us. And I've had this debate, even with fellow believers. They're like, well, you know, you really don't have to forgive somebody unless they repent. But look, I can't get into somebody's heart. I can't get into somebody's head. And I can still be critical. I can still be viciously critical of their of their actions, of their mistakes, the weird ideology that they're forcing on people and all that stuff. I can do that. But... Also, at the end of the day, I can, because God has a plan and a mission and a purpose, and he can, he can, this is light years shy of justice, but he can pull a rabbit out of a hat, right? He can do any, he can make anything good. So, uh, yeah, I don't like uh, Governor Hochul. I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like, um, I don't like a lot of people, uh, but I love them. Does that make sense? Come on, does it really make sense? I don't think I've convinced you, but some people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but it's true. And I'm not saying, like, that I'm special or that I'm great or I'm like Gandhi because I can do this. It was a gift. It's a gift from God that you can do this. But I would I would help my enemy. And quite frankly, it's like I think I'd give him a great big hug if some enemy came forward and wanted a hand or whatever. It's like imagine climbing a mountain, right, and you're really having a hard time getting up over this one great big rock, right, and you're slipping and falling and... It, the rock is sharp and jagged, and you injure yourself on the rock, right? But you get over it, and you keep going to the mountaintop, right? You keep going, you keep going. And let's say a couple of years later, somebody shows you a piece of that rock. Hey, remember that rock that was giving you a hard time on that mountain? Well, here it is. It's like, wow, no kidding. This is the same rock? Let me put it on my bookshelf, right? If I would honor the rock, i got to honor the person. I really do. And again, God has a plan for them, and you know we're all at different stages. What does Joel Olstein say? Everybody's running their own race. Greg Kelly, weekdays at 1 p.m. You're listening to 77 WABC on 1071 WLIR FM. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show as New York City and NYPD's finest, they are getting ready for what is going to be a very crazy New Year's Eve dealing with all of this. And as these protesters, as we were just talking about, seem to have no limits. Let's go to Andrew, line five. Andrew, your thoughts about all this, especially showing up at the World Trade Center. Yeah, just quick. Because I had told you earlier, it was really saddening to me because I'm a somewhat of a survivor from Windows on the World. 
And it's just sad to me to think of my friends who were killed, that they're protesting and yelling Allah Akbar by where their remains, you know, where they were murdered. And also I wanted to tell you about, I did a shoot for C-SPAN a few weeks ago, right? The location happened to be near the um, tree lighting, you know, Rockefeller Plaza. And we weren't allowed to record the intro or the Q&A, and we were puzzled because we'd never had that request. And the reason why is because the professor, they were so afraid to say something that could be perceived as pro-Israel that the lady who was the moderator, she didn't want to get fired. And the man was just terrified to, like, talk about Israel and, like, say something positive. He was afraid some protest, you know, someone would give him a hard time. So that shows how suppressed, like, if you're pro-Israel, you're, you're like, you know, beaten down, like, you better not say anything or you'll lose your, you know, professorship. Wow. So By the way, Andrew, that's really interesting. Like you just said, that they were kind of uh, screening what could be said and they're afraid to show support for, uh, you know, one of our greatest allies ever. I mean, what a sad place that we have become because of the sort of the mob scene. You know, it's like this uh, rule by mob again, which we have seen in New York City and elsewhere around the country. I mean, I think about the summer of love where there wasn't really a lot of love. Um, but it is a it is a sad testament to the times. And good people need to stand together and need to stand for justice and shouldn't be afraid. But that's interesting that they already intentionally at that point said, oh, we're going to be selective on what we say. What a sad place we're in. Andrew, thank you very much. Really interesting. Let's go to Norm. Uh, Norm, your thoughts about them protesting uh, by the World Trade Center? That's shameful. Well, first, I'm actually shocked that New York City still has tourists that want to come to New York City. Anyway, um, yeah, absolutely no protesters uh, slash rioters should be permitted in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Uh, No permits, so screw them. However, I'm not overly concerned about that happening because of the security cordon that New York NYPD will have in place. These domestic terrorists are an amalgam between Islamic extremism and the Antifa extreme left, and they need to be dealt with harshly. And I applaud uh, the Germans um, for, for throwing the they, them down they, the hill. You know, I mean, yeah. Hey. Well, that's that's you know that, that's uh, the way that you got to deal with these monkeys. And uh, basically, I, uh, you know, I, I'm really not worried about it, Rita. I think, I think, I think uh, New Year's Eve is going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty Safe. peaceful. I hope, I hope. Let's hope so. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming this week from Brooklyn, New York, where two New York City police officers made a dramatic rescue when they helped save a man who fell onto the subway tracks. The officers were conducting an inspection at the Carroll Street Station in Brooklyn, New York, early Tuesday when they saw a man lose his footing and fall suddenly onto the subway tracks. 
The officers immediately ran toward the 55-year-old man who was doing his best to stand up but unable to get back onto the platform and was complaining of major pain. One of the officers quickly jumped down onto the tracks to help support him while the second officer pulled the man back up and onto the platform. The second officer then helped pull his colleague back onto the platform. Thankfully, the entire incident took place in just under one minute. The man was then taken to a local hospital with severe hip and body pain, but thankful to be alive. The officers were not injured in the incident. And given that this happened on December 26th, the day after Christmas, the man clearly received a belated holiday gift when he was rescued from those officers. And I always love doing our great Back the Blue every night here as we so appreciate the great and very hard work that our men and women in blue do every single day across this country. Well, speaking of just heightened concerns and needing a lot of law enforcement to keep an eye on things, lots of stories coming out about people in America who are preaching jihad. We talked about these protesters outside of the World Trade Center. This is a wild story. A New Jersey man who prosecutors uh, say basically fell into jihad and was planning a major mission with al-Shabaab. Uh, That is another terrorist group, as if we haven't heard enough of them. We've heard the Hootsies, we've heard Hamas, we've heard Hezbollah. There's Al-Shabaab, too. This guy, he is from New Jersey, moved to Egypt in July to study Arabic, and according to prosecutors, quote, became particularly motivated to become a jihadi after Hamas killed more than 1,200 people, including at least 33 Americans, in October. In southern Israel. So those attacks inspired an American to go to Egypt, learn Arabic, and plan an attack against Israelis and Americans? This is shocking. An FBI agent wrote all of these details in one of their filings, and they said that this guy, who's a citizen, again, of this country, traveled from Egypt to Kenya, where al-Shabaab is present— And he was bent on joining and training with al-Shabaab so that they could execute his jihadist mission of death and destruction. And he was prepared to, quote, kill and be killed to support the jihadist cause. And in his own words, he described America as evil and the head of the snake. How sad is that? This is an American This is a New Jersey man, a 23-year-old man from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Luckily, they were on to him, thank goodness, and now he faces up to 20 years in prison after Manhattan federal prosecutors charged him with a single count of attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. Thank God that was thwarted. But now you look at all these other things that are going on in also in New Jersey, in Bayonne, At the Bayonne Mosque and Community Center, there's a Muslim preacher that many people are reporting has emphasized the importance of Hamas's jihad against Israel for the entire Muslim nation, kind of preaching these incendiary prayers and still doing it to this day. I mean, this is on American soil. We used to hear these things after 9-11 and many reports even before 9-11, too. 
So how dangerous is it at a time where this guy from New Jersey got inspired by some of these kind of pieces of rhetoric that are out there so much so that he leaves New Jersey to plan a wage war against America, against, you know, working against our interests and with Al-Shabaab, a major terrorist, a ruthless terrorist organization. And then let's not forget, it wasn't that long ago that it was uncovered that there was a preacher, an imam, who is in Michigan. And he was also preaching about jihad. Take a listen to some of the things that this preacher in Michigan, who's still there, uh, says to his mosque. It's about time the Muslims, especially the youth in the West, it's time for them to understand what should already be known, that the Kafir West, particularly the U.S., are enemies of Muslims. If you're burning inside with rage and anger and hate for what the Zionists are doing, and you should be if you're Muslim, but then you love America and the Kafir West, then you have double standards. That is shocking. And this is a guy who they believe may have played a role in some terrorist activities. So you got that. You got the guy in New Jersey. Now you have this guy, Nasser, this 23-year-old who was arrested, planning to work with al-Shabaab against the infidels against America. What is going on with our system that these people are being attracted to? Which is why you want to try to isolate any of this verbiage of hate. And that's why you can't have these people preaching down the street uh, messages of hate and jihad, and especially in front of the World Trade Center. Where do we draw the line? You can't sit there and say, okay, you can just say anything and do anything you please and anywhere you please. I'm sorry, but it does not work this way. And in some countries, if they even did one one thousandth of what they're saying, uh, they would be thrown in jail or down the hill like the Germans were doing at those people who were protesting recently in Germany. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Robert, line five. Robert, what do we need to do now? Okay, Rita. A few things, and uh, this is a solution. One of the things is that they've said the two magic words that the terrorists say whenever they're doing an attack. Allah Akbar. The police now have probable cause to detain, question, and identify all of the protesters, bottle them in suddenly, and then get ID from everyone. Run them through the wants, warrants, and watch lists. See who pops. You might be very surprised. By the way, that phrase, uh, the Allah Akbar, which definitely we have seen when people have committed these horrible attacks. Some people say, I'm just reading what people were on the other side who were defending these people, uh, said it's often used as a call to prayer. Uh, I wonder, is that sort of like, remember when um, one of the heads of schools was on Capitol Hill and they asked, well, you know, isn't genocide violent, you know, calling for genocide? Well, it depends what the context is. You know, you could see the word salad that they would try to play with that. But that, that's an interesting point, Robert. And, and what kind of a person goes in front of the World Trade Center knowing what happened at the World Trade Center by individuals who shouted Allah Akbar before uh, they slammed the planes into the Twin Towers? Uh, what kind of a person actually does that? 
here in 2023, knowing the sensitivities and just how disgusting that is. People want to harm others and do damage. Yeah, clearly, clearly. And that and that's why I agree with you. They need to be stopped somehow, uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, OK, they can protest. They didn't have the right paperwork. Uh, they've crossed the line. I mean, even some of these people that were punching police last week, I mean, uh, uh, blocking uh, traffic, as we saw this week, a lot of them didn't get arrested, at least the ones that were punching the cops at some of the other protests. Thank goodness the Port Authority stepped in and got rid of the people that were blocking the streets near JFK. But, you know, they they got to be creative. There's a lot of ways. They just have to have the will. Our leaders just have to have the will. Let's go to Alan Yonkers. Al, what's the solution? Oh, hi, Rita. You know, I was just going to touch on what you talked about, the security uh, for New York with the New Year's, but the topic you just brought up, I just wanted to touch on. You know, what happens when you get these uh, persons who become brainwashed, become converted, and they want to do harm to the general population? You're going to get that. Uh, You remember back in the 70s, the 1970s was a time of cults. You remember Jim Jones? I mean, he oh, yeah. had so many people take their lives, and uh, a lot of people there, he didn't give choices. So you're always going to have uh, some people out there who are going to be brainwashed. Yeah, I agree. There are always people who are brainwashed, which is why uh, it's very difficult, though, now, Alan, this day and yes. age, uh, when you're talking about, you know, with social media, you know, That's because, right. you know, you could try to block that off, like protests and people in their community and try to limit that. But That's social right. media, what do you do, especially if somebody's an adult and they're going online and they're surfing and they're seeing a lot of yeah. the stuff that it becomes so complex? It really does. It is. It, it is such a it's such a tough job for law enforcement right now. Al, thank you very much. Let's go to Rick in New Jersey. Line three. Rick, your thoughts. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, beautiful Rita. Thank you, Rick. Very much you, too. Now, I hate to be the bad guy, but if if I was in one of those high-rise buildings and I had 100 or 200 protesters down below me chanting Allah Akbar, I'd fill up a five-gallon bucket with some really cold water and dump it out the window. Ah, yeah, give them give them a, a a quick little spritz, right? You know that that actually, and I wonder what people in the neighborhood thought. I haven't heard from the people that are close to Ground Zero. Uh, we've heard from some of the families, but yeah, yeah, what, yeah. I mean, if you see that, it's like, what would you do? And and where were law enforcement too? That's the other thing. Were law enforcement just sitting back? I don't know. Because maybe they were told to. I'm not saying that they wanted to. Maybe they were told to. Uh, or did they just not expect that they somebody would actually do something as shocking as protest in front of uh, the World Trade Center? Uh, but you're right. There, there, there's, uh, there's some creative ways you can get the message across. So I hear you definitely on that one, Rick. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, let's go, if we can, let's go to John, who's in Brooklyn, on line two. What are your thoughts, John? Rita, this is absolutely disgusting, and I should remind you on a more pleasant note, this summer I had helped you and some of your friends from the Midwest go to the World Trade Center. You were looking for subway directions. Yes, I remember, John, absolutely. And, and in fact, um, that day, first off, you were so nice and so sweet, and, and it's great to reconnect with you. I love that. Um, and I also believe firmly that it's so important that every American goes there. I, you know, uh, we spent, by the way, after we saw you, we spent many, many hours there. 
Uh, We were there up until closing. And just because there's so many things uh, that you learn, and even as a reporter, though, I covered a lot of what was happening at 9-11. I learned so much and and was so moved. And I don't know anybody um, who could not be moved by what happened at at 9-11 and be outraged by what happened at 9-11. What's your reaction, John, to hear? Degrees of separation. I used to know a young woman who graduated from our undergraduate alma mater in Rhode Island, whose father was on one of those planes. Uh, so how heartbreaking. You know, so so this, 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 I'm sure, is still a major cross, uh, pardon, pardon the pun, because she's uh, Jewish, that she and her family have to bear to this day. But to address your point, uh, this this is out, absolutely outrageous. Uh, and And the same person who is responsible for trying to cancel the Christmas tree lighting and then also try to cancel Christmas over at the News Corp building earlier this week was the same person responsible for organizing virtually all the financial district protests. The police know who she is, and they should have her arrested. Yeah, I agree. It's the woman who's in charge of within our lifetime, right? Right. That's the group. I've seen... And you're right. She's out there organizing it. They're out there spreading the message, sort of these simultaneous protests. And I don't understand uh, why she has not at least been pulled in for questioning. And and that's why, John, you know, um, you have such a respect for uh, what this country means. I remember talking with you and just how much you love this country, the opportunities given to Americans, uh, who we are. And, and I can't imagine um, somebody who lives in this country and is sitting out there protesting, saying, you know, how uh, dictatorial this country is, an authoritarian this country, how evil it is. Or they, calling the police a KKK, yes. which is what she does yep. online. Yep, 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 you're right. There's there's oh. even more vile things. You're right. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know what's shocking, John? They would last about two minutes in another country if they said anything like that. Can you imagine in certain countries around the world if they were trying to speak that way or trying to make those comments about law enforcement or, or punching a law enforcement officer, not, not uh, her but others? They probably would have been lined up against the wall and shot. Yeah. In some of those countries. Right. Right. These people have no clue how lucky they are to be in America and and how important it is to to respect each other and stand up. Um, John, thank you very much. And I'm so glad that you called again. And thank you for for giving us all the great, you know, instructions on the subway and everything else. It was such a joy to talk with you again. Likewise. And it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a happy new year. You too, John. Happy new year to you. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, there's some bad comments, I think, coming from not just these imams and some of these protesters 
Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Democrat from Michigan, is now tripling down, not even doubling down. She's tripling down on some of the comments that she made right after October 7th. Remember, uh, it was really hard for her to even condemn, and she never did, Hamas. She just said, I, I abstain. And in fact, there was a vote condemning them. She was not present for that. So here she is now this week calling out members of Congress, her fellow members of Congress, saying that anybody who has sat down with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with this, quote, murderer is supporting a war criminal. We will never forget. She is calling Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, who is fighting for the survival of his country right now, a genocidal maniac. I mean, so it's not just on the streets. It's in the halls of Congress. you got a couple of these loony kazoonies. And it comes because she's also close. She's in that progressive wing, as we've been talking about World Trade Center, AOC. Remember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about 9-11, saying, yes, yeah, somebody did something. Remember that? It was like, uh, are you kidding me? Somebody did something. That, to me, is reprehensible. And when you put all of this together and you look at sort of the history here, uh, who's sanctioning and who's looking at these people in Congress? I mean, she got censured, remember, Rashida Tlaib. But then things moved on. And now she here she is back again with some of these comments. And, of course, Tlaib comes from Michigan, and that's the home of that crazy imam again with some of this rhetoric. But those, of course, who are hostile to Muslims are worthy of more hate. America is a vicious enemy of Muslims. It's among the top nations in the history of the earth with crimes against Muslims. How scary is that? How frightening is that? And again, he is still apparently a practicing imam there in United States. And as we were just talking about with John can you imagine if somebody was saying that in another country? So many of these protesters out there, there's a group of protesters that were uh, gays for Palestine. I thought, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, in this country, everybody is treated equally, and they certainly should be treated equally. And if they went to another country, can you imagine if they showed up in Gaza and had a sign that said gays for Gaza? They'd probably last about five seconds. The way that those people practice and the way they're despicable sort of anti, uh, you know, LGBTQ positions. These people have no clue that they're out there in America doing that and don't realize. And they've even some of them have been interviewed like, hey, you know, um, what do you think if you go over there? Oh, yeah, I think everything would be great. You need to get out of the streets of New York or New Jersey or wherever you are and realize you wouldn't last very long in those countries. And it's because America and the freedoms that America brings that they're able to even make a statement like that and be who they are. Um, and to me, it's just par for the course with what the way Hamas rules everything in Gaza with an iron fist. Let's go to Alice real quick. Alice, line four. Hi. Hi, Rita. Uh, there's something wrong with your mayor. That's the understatement of the year. He is a very weak man. I wonder who's behind him calling the shots because he doesn't even sound like he believes what he's saying. And I understand he called the mayor of Chicago to ask what to do. And another thing, bring back the House Un-American Activities Committee. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, where it was like, uh, who is uh, un-American? You know, obviously, in many ways, it was overreaching. uh, But I think there's a lot of people who are acting very un-American of late.